Hello, this is Jenny Nichols, and this is Local Share Green Action Podcast, where we hear from people across the U.S. that share their stories about work they are doing in their local community with a common goal of taking green action that helps care for people and wildlife and the environment in our local towns and cities. Our goal is that we might be able to learn from and inspire each other while we find our own solution-based action that lets us live meaningful, sustainable, eco-friendly lives while cleaning, protecting, and repairing the environment. Today in our podcast, I'm speaking with someone who is a full-time university student who is working to inspire others to live more sustainably through eco-blogging and social media. I'm speaking with Catherine Pryor with Sweet Sustainability. Catherine grew up caring and being inspired by nature, but a few years back, she began to notice unsustainable aspects of her life. This started her on a journey to a more intentional and sustainable lifestyle. Since then, she has grown passionate about saving the planet through imperfect, low-waste living, ethical fashion, flexitarianism, social consumerism, mindfulness, and intersectional environmentalism. With her sweet sustainability blog and social media, Catherine tries to find creative solutions for making low-impact living more inclusive as well as increase accessibility in the awareness of climate justice issues. She aims to use her blog as a space to share her honest experience, research, and tips that she's learned along her journey to a more intentional and sustainable life with the goal of creating more climate advocates and actionists. Welcome, Catherine. Hi, Jenny. Thanks so much for having me here. I'm so excited to speak with you and learn about your path of green action that has led you to seeking to inspire others through blogging and social media. So what planted the seeds for you to want to take some kind of green action um, initially? Yeah, so it was a series of things. My green journey or sustainable journey definitely didn't start with the attention of blogging or sharing my journey via social media. It's a very recent direction in my journey. I started just always being, like you said, really interested in the environment and in conservation. And I was inspired and influenced both by nature and by my family, who always encouraged me to get out in nature. Although I grew up in the city, I really was exposed to nature early on by camping, getting outdoors, planting a garden. And I really see value in that now. Climate issues were brought to my attention in high school, as I'm sure they were for most people around my age. But because this was because I was so deeply involved in the environment, these issues really stuck with me. They really resonated with me. And I found myself doing a lot more research um, into them once I got home. So I transitioned really slowly into a more sustainable lifestyle as I learned various issues and various alternatives that could help our environment. So I got really involved with the sort of lifestyle movement, I guess you would call it, of environmentalism. It was a very natural shift for me. So as I learned more alternatives, um, more issues, I tried to find small ways in my life that I could make adjustments and become more sustainable and more responsible for my environmental impact. I'm definitely the questioner type. (laughs) So it was really natural for me to just sort of question, you know, like, what could I do? Why Why were these issues happening? Why isn't there a change right now? What could I do differently? Then I found myself really heavily researching everything I was buying. So conscious consumerism really came into light for me as I moved out and lived on my own and 
become more curious about what I consumed as I was making more of these decisions on my own. So I wanted to make sure what I was bringing to my house or my little apartment at the time was sustainable and ethical for clothes especially. So I was spending many hours just researching, for example, earlier in the springtime, I was trying to find a bathing suit. And I was, you know, researching for hours, just trying to find a company I felt confident in supporting because I wanted to make sure they were made in a sustainable way, using sustainable materials, and that they weren't exploiting animals or people or our resources. So after spending hours just trying to find this bathing suit and realizing that I was doing this all the time, this idea popped in my head that maybe I should share all this hard work I'm putting into finding these brands with more people because I didn't think many people would be willing to put, you know, hours into finding the bathing suit they wanted. They would head online and um, find one they liked and buy it immediately that fits their price point. So I thought it might be really helpful to get this information online and make it more accessible for people. And as I thought more about this idea, I realized there was a lot of aspects in my life and a lot of ideas I had to share with others that might be really helpful. Uh, looking back on it now, when I started the blog, it was this May, so not too long ago. And at the time, I was actually supposed to be in New York City. I was going to be doing a dance program there for May to June. Um, and uh, due to COVID and the pandemic, it obviously was canceled. I wasn't able to attend. I'm from Canada, so I wasn't able, even able to cross the border, obviously. And looking back on it now, I really think the starting the blog was a great creative outlet for me. Once I like, once the idea sparked, I kind of just ran with it and started right away. So it wasn't it wasn't too long after thinking about the idea that I actually just went ahead and did it. I started just with the Instagram account and very quickly decided I wanted to do the blog as well because I wanted to share some longer posts with more detailed ideas. Nice. Let me ask you, when you started doing some of your own research, did you like to uh, use some of the particular websites that are good for inquiring more? Or did you like look into if, if a company was certified, did you look into what like that certification meant or uh, things of that sort? Right. So if I use the topic of fast fashion, I first got interest, introduced to this idea from the documentary called The True Cause. So that was about 2015, a while ago now. I think it was around then that I watched it for the first time. And I was so curious about it, I went out and did more research into that. And originally when I went, what I thought was fast fashion free, you know, there's only a number of a, a small number of stores that I was eliminating from um, my consumerism. So some basic ones that come to mind are Zara, Forever 21. At the time, I think they're gone now. It, it seemed like a very, it, it was a much smaller shift than I when I originally started. Um, and then as I got researching more into this issue, I found out that, well, in fact, low fashion brands are much less common than I had originally anticipated. So I kind of built out a criteria for myself. And when I'm looking at brands now, 
and I laid out that criteria on my blog, but I basically look at the transparency of the company first. I find that most companies are willing to share their full production line if they are proud of it and will hide their full production line or hide areas of it that maybe aren't as ethical, aren't as sustainable. Um, And then I look at both the ethical and the sustainability concept separately. So ethical meaning, are they paying their workers uh, fair wages? Are they exchanging their materials at a fair cost? And sustainability meaning, how are their materials or garments produced? And what are they produced from? How are they farming their materials? So I think with all issues sustainability related, you know, as you dive deeper, it becomes more and more complex, but there are small changes you can start with. In again, this con- this context was eliminating a few brands to start, and now I've transitioned to buying mostly secondhand and research very thoroughly into the ethical brands I do choose to support. Excellent. Did you notice if there are many others in your generation also getting out there and sharing their eco journeys, or do you find that you're one of the few? I think the idea of an eco journey is still quite new, and for many, it's still a little bit intangible. I wouldn't say that the percentage of people in my generation sharing their eco or sustainable journeys is less compared to other generations who are choosing to share their eco journeys. But what I'm finding is that I see my generation more focused on trends and the sustainability. So I know one thing I see all the time is, you know, using reusable straws will save the sea turtles, but their plastic cup that it comes in is not of their concern. (laughs) So I, I think sometimes my generation fails to make that connection to the systemic change movement. So they think about, you know, the small lifestyle changes, the trendy lifestyle changes, and maybe are less involved with policy changes and shifts towards the system change. I do think this is partly related to politics and councils being a little bit less accessible to youth. I think this is something that's starting to be talked about now, just about the lack of diversity of age groups that we see represented on any council and environmental councils included. Yeah, I think that diversifying the age group we see in policy, in in parliament, on our councils, you name it, I think that could really help get my generation involved in more activism and political changes. The other thing I really noticed about my generation is this level of eco-anxiety that we have never seen before. So eco-anxiety meaning any kind of anxiety surrounding climate change. It makes sense that we're seeing these really high levels because it's my generation that have are facing more direct impact than any other. But I think it's causing a lot of negative coping mechanisms. So we're seeing this in avoidance and hopelessness and fatigue surrounding climate change. And um, I've experienced it as well. I know many of my friends have. I noticed that when I bring up environmental issues, I have to do so very graciously, almost very quietly, I want to say, because it can be really fatiguing to a lot of my friends or a lot of people my age. And I think we really need to address this anxiety just by naming it, acknowledging it, 
and dealing with it like any other anxiety. I do try to do this on my page, just giving tangible, tangible ways of how to manage it and how to refocus into turning this anxiety into something more productive, to something that can make an impact. And I think this goes back to that piece of system change. If we can focus not just on the small lifestyle pieces that can feel like never ending almost, we focus on these community change, community initiatives. I think that can really help because these changes go a longer way and, you know, our voices become stronger when we come together. Yeah, excellent. So do you try to get involved locally with your friends or is there anything going on locally that you can participate in that you're aware of? So this is a fairly new goal of mine um, to try to get more involved as not just a climate advocate, but a climate climate activist as well. As far as community initiatives, you know, I'm always trying to get friends involved in any kind of community event going on. So like Veg Fest is something I'm always involved with. There's a lot of on-campus small events going on, such as clothing exchanges and small movements like that, that during COVID has kind of changed. I think during COVID, I try to support local. I've also been involved in some online meetups, which are really interesting. So that involves just a big Zoom call of other like-minded youth talking about, you know, their challenges they're facing, the movement they're seeing in their community, and then getting connected with um, what initiatives are going on uh, in more local settings. So yeah, I think this is something that I'm definitely working on and trying to um, share with my audience. You know, system change is a big thing that no one really knows how to go about step by step. So trying to break it down into manageable and tangible pieces has definitely been a challenge and is something that um, I'm working towards right now. Excellent. So how has it been managing your social media sites and things like that? Do you find it's something you can integrate into your lifestyle without taking up too much of your time that you're still able to balance everything that you need to in life? Yeah, I like to promote on my page and in my social media that, you know, my degree is not in sustainability at all. It's in kinesiology, actually. And up until um, the pandemic, I was minoring in dance. At the same time, being in university has taught me research skills, critical thinking skills, and writing skills that I'm able to apply to this work. And I want to make it a point to my audience that they know what I'm sharing is valid research that I'm looking at thoroughly. But at the same time, I'm not an expert in this field, meaning that my audience doesn't need to be an expert in this field either to participate and to do these actions that I'm trying to share with them. Um, so despite it not being my main hobby, my aim, my main interest, or maybe my entire career path, I think everyone has a role to play when it comes to solving the climate crisis. And I think we can get more involved than maybe some of us think we can offer. Yeah, so what I had to offer, what I felt that I could offer is my creative skills that come from, you know, uh, dancing and then my research skills that come from my health science background. So I tried to put that together and share my knowledge and my personal experience when I thought about how I could help the crisis more. I wanted to ask what might be some of the challenges challenges that you faced in starting blogging and um, sharing your experiences with social media, et cetera. 
I had never started a blog before and I don't really consider myself a writer. I do like teaching. I'm a personal trainer and I've taught gymnastics and dance. So when I went to start a blog, I really used that voice. So my teaching voice, my coaching voice when I went to write, as opposed to someone who might be a creative writer, um, might use a completely different voice on the internet as I would. I had never done a blogging website before. I didn't know what a self-posted website was until I went to make one. So I really just launched myself into it to see what I could do. And I think people would be surprised, you know, um, especially if you have basic writing and computer skills, that if you just put yourself into it and learn as you go, you can really learn a lot by just using, you know, the Google search bar and critical thinking skills. So that's really how I launched my platform. And I'm still learning as I go now. So there's always challenges of looking to build my website. But yeah, I'm, I'm just learning as I go. Nice. So what has helped you maybe expand your social media presence? I guess just continuing to research. I do this in a variety of ways, watching documentaries, reading books, reading scholarly articles, and listening to all kinds of podcasts, both in sort of the creative entrepreneurship realm as well as the sustainability realm. Uh, those have been really influential to me and really supportive as I'm looking for you know, new ideas and sort of storytelling. Um, using the blog. I definitely still have a lot to learn. So what are some of the ways that uh, maybe you and others might be enjoying the rewards of your efforts? Yeah, um, I've had a lot of positive feedback actually from a variety of different age groups, from beginners who are only now getting involved in the climate crisis to um, more advanced, I guess you could call it um, people on their sustainable journeys who are finding you know new brands to try new resources for them to add their to their toolbox of you know sustainable living a post that I recently shared that really resonated with a lot of people I think I had like 26,000 views being my, my best post so far was a post sharing about how the, the title was we need more imperfect environmentalists. I think this resonated with a lot of people because I was sharing, you know, how much I'm seeing this perfectionistic attitude, um, especially the zero waste, low waste community, that picture, picture perfect image of what sustainability has to look like that I really felt wasn't very accessible to a lot of people and wasn't realistic or obtainable to a lot of us. And I really wanted to encourage a lot of people who may be feeling stuck with their journeys or maybe feeling like they could never do enough, um, that sort of hopelessness feeling, give them strength to keep going and try to reframe the sustainability movement into um, something more about intentions versus appearance. Um, so I was really happy that that post resonated with a lot of people because it was something uh, really close to my heart. So that was um a special moment for me, I guess. That's great. That's great. Um, if your ideas, your experience, and your wisdom were all wrapped up in seeds of potential action for you to give to others, what advice would you give to someone that is also considering this? 
I think this changes for me as it would for most people, depending on what kind of season they're going through in their lives. But something I heard recently, it was um, a quote by Mary Hegler. She said that the thing about climate change is that you can be overwhelmed by the complexity of the problem or fall in love with the creativity of the solution. And this really resonated with me. And during a a time that I was feeling a lot of this hopelessness or this eco-anxiety. You know, I think mindset in this sort of work is very important. It's very easy to feel helpless or hopeless with regards to the climate crisis. And without, you know, without using any kind of toxic positivity, so positivity that is like overly optimistic, um, I think that looking at the climate crisis with this viewpoint, with the perspective that this negative problem doesn't need to be a negative thing in our life, that facing climate adversity, facing any adversity in our lives can really help us to grow and help us be better people. Looking at this as a challenge versus the end goal um, was really, really helpful for me. I think um, I think the pandemic has actually shown us, you know, we're able to make big changes really fast if we want to and if we have to. It's shown us that we can design creative solutions in a very short amount of time. So I think that although we may not have all the solutions yet, we're on the right track and it's within us to find them. So yeah, this quote was, was really helpful for me. And I think taking on that kind of mindset is really, really helpful in this work. Okay. So um, what resource, maybe a book or website or film has been particularly helpful, informative, or maybe inspirational for you? Yeah, a great question because there's been so many resources that have been really, really helpful for myself. I do have quite a few lists of documentaries, books, podcasts, if you're looking, but some that come to mind right away are um, A True Cost, which I mentioned earlier. I, it might be a little dated now, but it's um, a good documentary on the problems with fast fashion. A Plastic Ocean and Chasing Coral are available on Netflix, are great ones as well. The 100 Ways to Go Zero Waste by Catherine Kellogg has been a book that I go back to over and over again with really tangible ideas, even recipes that you can use if you're interested in more zero waste living. And then another thing I encourage people to do is to follow people in your social media that inspire you um, with your sustainability goals and then to clear out the ones that don't. So for me, when I went fast fashion free, I had to, I unsubscribed from, you know, any fast fashion website or people who shared fast fashion uh, outfits and replaced those with, you know, new ethical brands with tips for thrifting or thrift store pages. And I found that really helpful. So what upcoming projects or events would you like to share? Maybe Facebook Live events or videos or something with your blog? Yeah, so I have some upcoming collaborations with experts in the field of sustainability and sustainability-related fields. So other creators, but also recycling and waste experts that I'm talking to for from the Recycling Council of Ontario, as well as some sustainability entrepreneurs. I'm also creating different resources that will be coming for creating lifestyle changes, as well as tangible ways for people to turn their advocacy into activism. So that's a big project I'm working on right now and collaborating with other people who are more of an expert than I am. As far as future directions, I'm really, really interested in starting a podcast, but that's 
a long-term goal right now. I think the power of conversation is amazing and that you can communicate so much more as you probably know just by having a conversation with somebody. I also have a very big project that I started working on. I don't want to give away too much um, about right now, but it will involve new climate advocates and activists as well. Excellent. So where can people find your uh, blog um, and maybe your social media handle? Yeah, so you can find my blog at leapsustainability.ca and my Instagram handle is at leap.sustainability. And feel free to message me, email me with any questions or information you might want to send my way because I always respond eventually (laughs) to my messages. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us. I really appreciate it. Yeah, it was great thanks for joining us for local share green action until next time let's all use our unique talents and abilities and take meaningful green local action that benefits the planet and people